Howdy folks, Cowboy Bob here in, in the great state of Oregon. Things are getting a little cooler here. You can tell winter's here. We got about four inches of snow, not a whole lot where we are. Uh, but it's And it's a little cooler, but life's still great and the horses are fine. And we're, we're just snuggled up enjoying ourselves. I thought I'd tell you a funny story here about my my wife and a horse I got for her. First of all, you got to understand, my wife, I tease her all the time that she's just a tall midget. She's about five foot one. We joke all the time. She's, I say she's really more like five foot and a half inch. She says she's, if anything, five one and a half. So she's not real tall, okay? So a few years ago, we got um, this horse in who his name is Shazani, and Shazani's about 15, 5, 16 hands tall. Well, guess who falls in love with each other? The midget and a big tall horse. And I was always a little concerned for her because, especially back then, she was uh, much more of a below-average rider than she's grown into. And I was very concerned about just seemed to me like if she fell from a tall horse would hurt more than if she fell from a short horse. And it did get take away a bit of her confidence at first because she was such a big horse. So anyhow, uh I find a chance I get a we we come across a chance to buy a much smaller horse, a Fjord. And fully grown, he's about Four foot four, uh, thirteen five. He's technically a pony, but he's truthfully, when you're standing by him, he was way taller than a pony, and built really well. Really a sweet horse, and I thought, well, that's who we need to. Uh, that's who I want to get for her. So I talked to her about it, and she was like, "Well, I'll give it a shot." So we get we get a. Uh, we get him and promptly name him Cisco. Uh, I have no idea why, uh, but he was a sweet—he was a sweet horse. But he was stubborn. Boy, was he stubborn! I told her, I said, "You guys are going to be a perfect match. He's as stubborn as you are." <laughs> I can't tell you what she sold me. <laughs> so we get over there, and we're—we're we're picking him up at. And we're trying to figure out how to get him in the, who's going to load him. And the owners wanted to be the ones to load him. So I said, well, okay. So we lowered our tailgate down for the uh, uh, horse trailer. And Cisco won't go in. I don't care what you do. He will not go in. And the more he wouldn't go in, the more upset this woman got. And I mean, she was just beyond reason. And she's out there just smacking him with his stick. And, you know, you just can't do that in front of me because, you know, she'd been a man. I'd taken the stick away and smacked him with it. But being raised in the South and taught that you don't ever strike a woman ever, I just calmly asked her would she let me load him. So it took a little doing, but he uh, got him inside and we got him there and we brought him home. And he immediately went up to the biggest horse we had 
and looked at him. Now, he couldn't get in because he was in a different pen. We don't, when we bring a new horse in, we don't let them all out at the same time for quite a while. We want them to get used to each other. Well, even though he was on the other side, he was just, boy, he thought he, that's one thing for Cisco. You know, that guy thinks he's a 16-5 hands horse and a full 12, 1,300 pounds. He's not, but he certainly thinks he is. Well, and then one of the things that the woman had assured us of, that he would ride on trails so well. We knew I got on him. I knew I could get on him, but I was looking forward. He, he was going to be a challenger. She said, man, he's always wanting to even be in the lead. <laughs> we think back on that now, and that's really funny. I mean, that's really, really funny. Uh, he wasn't like that. Not even a little bit. <clears throat> In fact, he couldn't have been more against going. After He did not like going on trails at all. So, one day, I say it's time for us to see what we have here. And I put a, a saddle on him, tacked him all up, and started heading out to the trail. And back then, we hadn't bought the... Uh, Four, the 400 acres that we have about 435 acres that we would buy shortly but we hadn't bought it yet so we had to ride on uh, national forest land <clears throat> now that land that was probably a quarter of a mile down the road so you had to ride down the road it's a highway 97 it's not real busy uh, I mean, 62, excuse me, but it's not empty, you know. In fact, when we're right down from Crater Lake, when Crater Lake's hopping up there with lots of people, we get a lot of traffic, or a lot for living in the country. Anyhow, he's not liking this too well. So we go down just a little ways, and he immediately starts backing up into the fence with his butt. And I, well, at first I just let him see how close he'd get, and then I realized he was really serious. So anyhow, he and I, we battle, and we battle, and finally, I get him to go in there, and he's hating it. But we go on a short ride, come back out of there. Not anything awful happens, and we're going, well, that wasn't that bad. Maybe uh, maybe that w maybe he'll be okay. So I go out, and I ride him a little bit on the land here, uh, so to kind of calm him down a little bit, let him get used to it. So then one day I said, well, Corey, would, aren't you, do you want to ride him yet? And she said, yes, I do. I said, now he may be a trouble, some trouble getting from here to there. If you want, we can walk down that way and then get on the horse on the trail down there. And he'd probably be a lot easier to handle and, she was very adamant that no, one, she didn't want to, she's short, she needs a mounting block, and she really didn't want to have to walk her horse a quarter mile or more or, or so before she got on him. So I was like, okay. So she gets on him, and oh my goodness, what a, he, what a brat he was that day. He kept walking down a little bit and then backing up into... He, what he'd like to do is he would back up into the fence. 
I have no idea what that's about. Uh, but he thought it was his game plan. Well, she's walking him on back, walking him on back, getting on him, trying to go back in. Not, It's not working really well. So finally... We get down into the on the trail in the national forest, and now he's gone. He 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 actually picked up for a little bit there, and we thought, well, maybe he's gonna be all right. So we ride down just a little ways, and all of a sudden, it just becomes obvious that this isn't gonna work. Okay, he's trying to back her off into trees. He's trying to rub her off by going to finding a low branch somewhere. I mean, he's just not cooperating at all. And she's, like I said, she, at that time, she was not quite an intermediate uh, rider yet. And, and she's my wife. I didn't want her to get hurt. So we're carrying on with that. And finally, I told her, I said, Corey, you're going to need to get off of him. And you're going to have to, we're going to have to take him back. Well, you don't need to go. I'll just take him back. Well, he wouldn't let her ride anymore. He was just really antsy, fidgety, not wanting anyone on him whatsoever. So I told her, I said, you know, you need to get off of him. I don't think you're safe. I'm watching his his body language. I think you better get off. <clears throat> well, she wasn't happy about that. But she agreed. Didn't look like that was a good plan. So she's really disgusted. And so she's taken him. And she's leading him back. And I told her, I said, well, I'll come back with you. And she's like, no, go ahead and go on your ride. Which I ride alone, I don't know, at least 50% of the time. And so I was going to go for a ride. And then I thought, you know, that isn't a real good idea. So I turned back around, went back toward where she was. She says, no, don't be silly. I don't want you to give up your ride. I can certainly walk back there with Cisco." And she was fuming, smoke coming out of her ears. Not at me, but at Cisco. Thank goodness. So I go off and I go on a ride. And I only went for maybe an hour and a half, two hours, which for me, that's some, frequently, that's a fairly short ride. So I come back and I notice that Cisco looks like he just had a shower. He is soaked, sweat pouring off him everywhere. So I get there and I say, now, Corey, what happened? She says, oh, well, he made me walk back. And by golly, I was not going to take that gently. So when we got back here, he has been running laps in the round pen, doing figure eights, doing circles, but going forward, going backward, going through all the exercises in the round pen that we put him through all the time. And he's going to learn that I'm never going to be walking him back again. He's going to behave himself and he's going to actually let us ride him or me ride him. So I got the biggest kick out of that. And I'll tell you what. It was one tired horse. <laughs> he was really sorry that it went there like that for him. And I told her, I said, you know, I couldn't help myself. Sometimes I'm my own worst enemy. I, told, I laughed. I told her, I said, well, 
you know, we got, this is actually going to turn into a really good thing. You know, this is going to be great. She's going, what do you mean? I said, well, this is a perfect calling for you. I've been training uh, people how to ride horses and you are, are going to be a horse walker. Well, I'm going to put out ads for people that have older home, older horses or horses that you can't ride, but they'd like to get them some exercise and, and tell them, you'll come over and take them for a nice long walk. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Well, I tell you what she told me, but it wasn't very nice. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty rude <laughs> and a whole bunch of cussing. <laughs> so for a long time there after that, Anytime we t talk about anything with, with horses, I'd be I'd always come out and say, well, you know, honey, you're the best horse walker I've ever met. Oh, my goodness, she would get upset. So Cisco was a real problem for quite a while. So then, oh, I don't know, a month or two later, a woman contacted me and she had a uh, a Mustang. Beautiful Mustang, gorgeous Mustang. And she asked me, she said, I can't really take care of him anymore. And it's a problem to me and it's costing me money and I can't ride him. How about, if, would you like, I'll just give him to you if you would like him. Well, I'm never smart enough to say no to a good, to a nice horse. So I said, well, yeah, that'll be fine. So I get, to, I go, they bring the horse, I go over and help them trailer the horse and bring him over and we take him out of the trailer and we put him in a corral. Now this corral is not a uh, not one of the metal corrals. It's four by four post sunk in concrete every six feet with a uh, cattle fencing. So I thought well you know, why don't we just put him in that in that paddock and we can keep an eye on him and the other horses can see him and they can come over and they can they can talk to him some. Well, <clears throat> we don't do it that way anymore. Nowadays when a horse comes in, we put him in a separate area where nobody else can get near him. They can see him and smell him maybe. But they can't touch them. They can't get anywhere near them. They're at least 30 yards from them. Well, we hadn't done that yet. <clears throat> and so, Cisco trots into there. And he, he came charging in there. And all of a sudden, he's, I don't even remember which horse it was that he got so upset with. Um, oh, I do too. It was the... Uh, Mustang. I dropped that. We dropped the Mustang in there, and as soon as Cisco saw that, Cisco came flying up to that fence, and that little thirteen-two, thirteen-two horse ran right through that fence like it wasn't even there. Now, those of you that don't know, let me tell you, that kind of fencing—that's not field fencing we're talking about. We're talking about cattle panels that are stapled on there with big, heavy-duty staples that you have to drive in with a hammer. Oh, my goodness. And he walked through there like it was nothing. Furious. There was another male there. He was the only male at that time. And by golly, he thought this guy was a threat. And he was going to 
Do away with that threat. Oh, my Lord, you talk about a mess. Holy cow. You got a wild Mustang and an angry Fjord. Boy, whoa, that was really an eye-opener, let me tell you. <clears throat> it took a little doing, but I separated everybody and put the Mustang in a different place where he couldn't get anywhere near her, and things calmed down a little bit. But you know, we could never really make it work because Cisco did not want that horse on our property for any reason whatsoever. And oh my goodness, would he cause problems. So then we're going, well, what are we going to do? One of these horses has to leave. And Cisco had been here for quite a bit longer. The other horse, I really didn't even know him. Only been on the property a few hours. So we tried it for just about, I don't know, maybe four or five days. And we just, I just got a hold of her and I said, I'll tell you what, I will work with this horse if you want me to, uh, but I don't want to keep him anymore. So at first she was like, well, yeah, if you'd work with him, that'd be great. So I decided I was going to work with him, but she didn't want him worked with and then ridden. She just wanted somebody to do ground exercises with him. And he was just a constant pain. So finally I just said, look, I don't want to be, I don't want hard feelings or anything, but I'm going to bring your horse back. I, he's not fitting in over here. And Cisco's going nuts. I mean, every time Cisco sees him, Cisco just acts like some kind of deranged thing. I don't even know what. I've never seen anything like it before. They'd never laid eyes on each other. And boy, they did. Cisco decided that that was his mortal enemy. So they came and they took their horse back. And we breathed a big sigh of relief. So for a while there, every day, my wife would take Cisco out in that round pen. And that horse must have run 20 miles in a week. She ran him around. She would make him do clover leaves. She made him do crazy eights. I mean, you can't name something. She put up, she put things up, uh, um, <clears throat> mounting blocks in different spots, so he would have to wind his way through. And worked with him a lot. I mean, an awful lot. He still she did, but she didn't want to ride him. Hey, it's really too little for me. I got him for her. She went back to Shazani. She says, I'm going to take my original horse back, and that's going to be the only one I ride, at least for now. So we we uh, weren't sure what to really do with him, and we'd have friends come over. And one of my friends came over, and he wasn't a great rider, but he, in fact, he was less than fair. He'd only ridden a horse five or six times in his life. So he came over, and he wanted to ride him. And he got on, and we rode all around here, and there weren't any problems at all, as long as you didn't try to leave the area, the outdoor arena, and head onto the trail. When you go to try to head onto the trail, well, he wasn't much fun. So we're going, wow, what are we going to do with Cisco? So we said, I know what. I said, I know you don't like this, but we're going to sell him. Well, that was a problem. How, well, how do you do it? Can you ride him? Absolutely. Some people. Can anybody and everybody? 
Not necessarily. Now, if you're going to ride him in a round pen or in a uh, outdoor arena, anybody can ride him. He was good as gold. Well, that works for some people. But when you have a ranch where you take people for, um, you know, long hour and a half to three hour horse rides for a living, a horse that won't do that isn't worth a whole lot to you. So while we're going through this bridge and through this, one day I take him out. There's a young gal came down to help me because I had an unusually large ride. And she's a really good horse person. And she just got so far. And he just stopped on the trail. Just stopped. Said, I'm done. I'm not going any farther. Well, that wasn't a great thing. Uh, now, fortunately, I had the uh, dominant horse then, Scout. And I got up there with Scout. Scout got behind him. He didn't so much as look. He just said, all right, you win. I'm going to move. But when we got back in there, we we're like, now what are we going to do? This, I can't do this. You can't put new people on this horse. It's just way, someone's going to get hurt. Way too much trouble. Way too much risk. And it just isn't right. So I told her, I said, we're going to sell him. Got to find the right home though. And that could be a problem. So we put an ad on good old Craigslist. And a woman, well, we had, you know, we didn't want much, hardly anything for him. And, you know, we had the phone ringing off the hook. People wanted him for a child's horse. Well, this woman called and she had a daughter who has some problems. She has some, uh, a, a little bit of autism. Well, she came out. She said, what would he be like? We said, well, you know, we don't really know, but he's been bonded with young girls in the past. He might do really well. So she came out, and it was like a miracle. You know, he let the mother ride out in the arena without any problem at all. I mean, he was a perfect horse. He did every command she asked of him. He didn't give her any kind of lip. He never once tried to balk. He was a perfect young gentleman. And then she gets off the horse and we're talking. And her daughter really doesn't have total control over what she does like you or I or delightful young girl. Really nice girl. Anyhow, She's talking to, to the horse, and I'm talking to the mother, and Corey's talking to the mother. And we look down, and somehow or another, this young girl, she's about six, seven years old, had stuck her foot underneath his foot. Now, if he steps down, he's got to step on her foot, and it's going to hurt. Now, granted, he maybe only weighed 800 pounds, but it was going to hurt a lot. You know that doggone horse stood there on three legs rather than put his weight on that foot? I couldn't believe it. The mother couldn't believe it. Corey couldn't believe it. We were all dumbfounded. It was amazing. Here a horse is, like, really rude to everybody. He knew this girl had problems, and he did not want to be part of them. Now, horses do that, and it was truly an, a 
amazing event. And boy, as soon as the mother saw that, she was like, wow, that's amazing. I definitely want this horse. So we uh, we helped her load him up. He loaded right on and uh, drove off. And we wondered. We kept track of him for a while. And she said, well, you know, at our place, we don't. We only ride in an arena. We don't We don't go out on the trails anywhere. That's just not what we like to do. So that won't be it. We knew that wouldn't be a problem. And, you know, he bonded with that little girl and her mother, and they ride him all the time, uh, right out there in their uh, arena. And he has been the best horse you could ever ask for for it. And it's just amazing. We still see her. I mean, you know, this is a little town. We run. You don't get to hide from people easily here. You'd have to work at it. You probably wouldn't be successful. Anyhow, we see her every once in a while in the grocery store. And she tells us every time we see her, I can't tell you how thrilled we are to have Cisco. He has been such a big help with our daughter. She goes out there and she plays with him. He'll, she'll pull his tail. She'll pinch him. She does things that you aren't supposed to be able to do with a horse without the horse blowing up. He just seems to know that she needs his help. And he just tolerates it. And he's just a wonderful, wonderful delight for them to have. Now, that's amazing, isn't it? You know, I've done this a long time. And I've never had a happier ending with a horse in my life. Just absolutely amazing. Anyhow, that's all of this story today. You guys check back in. I'm going to have another amazing story about a different horse that I think you'll love. This is Cowboy Bob saying adios.